So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And of course, as I mentioned at the start of the programme, uh, it's life for us to welcome onto the programme again, Annette O'Donnell, who's been on with us a few times, um, maybe sometime last year, I think was the last one. Uh, Annette, maybe at this stage, you might just let people know a little bit about yourself, especially from a faith point of view. Sure. Well, Thanks. I'm... T- I'm 23. The most important thing to point out, John, is that I'm from Cork. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in final year in studying radiation therapy in Dublin. Um, and I suppose I was very fortunate when I was in third year in secondary school. A religion teacher asked those of us who were going into transition year if we would volunteer at children's faith camps. There was one being organised in Mitchellstown and on account of volunteering at such an account, at such a camp, you were promised hours towards Goshka and, you know, these different awards you do in transition year. So we all said yes. And it was a week for ages five to 13, primary school ages. And the children did arts, drama, sports. They had catechism. They had mass every day. They had adoration. And volunteering was just a real life-giving, um, life-giving event, you know, for, for everyone um, who did volunteer. And I suppose it had an impact on me because, um, you know, going to adoration every day and going to Holy Mass um, and just seeing children transform before Jesus in the Eucharist um, was profound. Um, and I was very blessed that I was chosen to go to Lourdes from our school when I was in transition year. And, you know, I suppose I always wanted to look after people. I wasn't quite sure what profession I would choose, but I knew I just had a grow from giving you know giving of myself and Lourdes just touched me so deeply because it is a place where the sick and the disabled are treated as royalty and you know the rest of us were were treated second class and it's just so beautiful to see that but just it was really and truly just seeing the love um the love given by volunteers of all ages and just how people were treated um and you know even when I did faith camp in Abbeyfield as well mm-hmm. in subsequent years and Ardmore in Waterford um it was just the joy the zeal and the love that we were treated with um and you know you you can't help but question what's so different about everyone here mm. um, and they're yeah, the one common ground was their relationship with Christ and they had a strong and active relationship. And I suppose from then, you know, U2000 um, host youth retreats that are Catholic and I went to those. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can say that I've met my, some of my best friends, my housemates um, mm-hmm. through such groups. Um, yeah, and then in college, Again, um, in Dublin, spoiled for choice by prayer meetings. And I did volunteer in the Regina Chaley, which is a women's homeless hostel run by the Legion of Mary. And again, just seeing 
the witness of others in in how they serve how they serve others and serve them so compassionately and with love um it definitely was an inspiration to me and i think you know you you know you know yourselves the more you learn about god the more you want to learn about god mm. and yeah. the more you learn about him the more you love him um and yeah i've just i've been very blessed really really blessed and and so you know um based in dublin and you get involved with, mm -hmm. with, with a few prayer groups you just mentioned there uh and i know from time to time you've also, also let me know of various events that happens around the country um that, that maybe some of our own listeners might even be interested in. Have you got any few in mind that might be coming up in soon? People might be able to there, there is no such thing as shortage of activity in the Catholic Church at the moment. No, you know, <laughs> the Catholic Church has not stopped. It's being deployed. And I think that is completely evident. Every single night there is a different... Um, video call or conference available, um, you know, and it's it's technology being used for for God's greatest greater glory, which is great. But one I will mention, it is Ignite, and this was due to take place Saturday and Sunday, the thirtieth and the thirty first of May in Cork. It has instead been moved online, and at this there are going to be some of the best speakers in the world. Um, there's Dr. Scott Han, the famous theologian, Father Mike Schmitz um, from Minnesota in the in in the States, and Ralph Martin, Bishop Fintan Gavin of Cork, um, Sister Miriam, they're they're some of the speakers and I've actually been to America and you know been at been at a student conference and I can just say they are phenomenal and this will be a conference um, that will run on Saturday and on Sunday. It is free for everyone. And over 1,800 people have signed up so far, I believe. And there is plenty, plenty more room um, for people to come. All you have to go, all you have to do, I should say, is log on to dominicanscork.ie. And you can register for your free tickets. Um, I would recommend that to everyone. And do spread the word. Um, that promises to be an amazing event. Um, and I suppose separately, we, for just one for college students, Ignite Ireland, which is actually just coincidentally the same name, but we're, we're two different entities. Ignite Ireland, which is for college students in Ireland run by college students every Monday and Thursday we have what's called lockdown lectures so they again are via zoom and we have from 8 to 9 p.m a a priest or a religious or some someone who's more knowledgeable than the rest of us shall we say and they will speak on a topic um, from bioethics um, to animals and the Christian imagination to Our Lady. So there's diverse topics constantly. And following that, there's a time for Q&A and there's a time for people to just chat afterwards if, if they'd like to stay on. 
Um, and so that is open to all college students. It's just for college students. And if you are interested, you can look up Ignite Ireland on Facebook and you'll find the details every single week. You're more than welcome to come. And yeah, they're the they're the two main things at the moment, John. For letting us know that. Now, one of the things, uh, one of the questions is at the tip of my tongue, and I've just got to get it out. You, you, you just exude so much joy with living your faith. Why do you think that's not so infectious with many young people? Well, not maybe so many young people. Maybe people of a, of my own age. But but let's stay for young people now at the moment. Why do you think young people mm-hmm. are just not interested in God or church or? I think it's because they don't know. They don't know God because they haven't been told about him. They may have they may have been told about him, but it's hearsay. It isn't a relationship. They haven't experienced the love of God. They've heard about it and not felt it. Um and you know, even people of your own generation, John, I think times were different and teachings and how perhaps people went about educating the Catholic faith when it, you know, it it can be seen that, you know, in order to live a good life, you do your nine to five, you have a good routine and you go to mass on Sunday. But really, you know, living the Catholic, living an authentic Catholic lifestyle is what happens in between that nine to five lifestyle um, and how, you know, the Lord has given us this life to live. The only reason he has given it to us is that we may love him enough that we might spend eternity with him in heaven. Um, and to experience the love of God, um, to know him, there's, you know, there's, I think I've been very blessed that I, that I have. You've been blessed and I've been blessed and a few of us have been blessed really. It is by the resources that have been made available for us to go out mm-hmm. and click into and, and touch upon. Because there was certainly a period in my own life too where, where yeah, I, I was doing what the way I was brought up, nine to five, as you said try and be a good boy as best I can and go to mass on mm. Sunday and so on and so forth. Then I found out there's a few more resources, that there were talks where, where people, and this is the one that spoke to me anyway, where people spoke about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Rather than teaching me doctrine or such, someone said, well, this is what happened with me and this is how I came about to yes. accept and believe that. Would you say that yourself, yeah? Completely. Um, you know, and I think... You know, like I I went to mass always of a Sunday, you know, under a little bit of protest. Sometimes I certainly didn't understand the mass. So as you're saying, you know, you could throw all the gospel readings at me and I just bat an eyelid. Um, But when, you know, listening to others who are talking about how perhaps they've been through tragedy and discovered God through that or just the different mistakes they've met because they've lived life um and to just see the tangible results of what god has done in their life um is is extraordinary you know testimonies can be so 
powerful and I think our teachers always said it to us in school that you will teach each other us as students more than I will ever teach you you know and I can hear about something that will happen you know that happened in the bible 2000 years ago and although it is relevant today as it was then if I don't have that relationship with God and openness to the Holy Spirit that can be difficult whereas if it's someone in the same room as me and I'm looking at them and I'm learning you know that they are going through the same struggles the same joys that we all go through but learning how they have opened themselves up to God and how he has worked it's there's there's no comparison you know yeah I'd certainly have to agree with that that that, that, that influenced me a lot in my own life where where Mm -hmm. as you just said I found people share their own struggles and their own yes. their own failures and their own ifs and buts mm-hmm. and not too sure about all of this. There's me thinking at one stage that I was the, uh, that I was the only one going through that, and everybody and yeah. all of these other guys were holy guys and all the rest of it. And it's not until you're able to share it all. And one of the things that certainly helped me in more recent times, and we're so lucky to have it available available to us here in Newcastle West, is lecture demeanour. I know it sounds a big word. But really, basically what it is, and I know you know what it is, but, but, but for me anyway, it's taking the Sunday Gospel. And what's that got to do with me? And we're lucky enough to have Father Frank Duick to, to just to lead us through uh, and challenge us to, to just to stay quiet and, and see what comes up. And I said, I'm going to experience it myself, uh, my own little thoughts maybe on, on today's Gospel later on. But, but that helped me then to understand that you know, even the even the gospel there. One of the things it said there today was that that, that Jesus accepted. Uh, that, that, that I think part of the gospel there was it was relating somewhat to maybe the boys running away from Jesus at the time of his crucifixion in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yet Jesus picked those guys to go out and spread his word to all nations, and that should be something for us, some hope for ourselves. Whereas. I was maybe brought up, oh, no, you can't do that because you're not perfect enough. You're not good enough. And that's a good thing these mm-hmm. days that because we're challenged and because we hear of somebody else's experiences, it helps us to live through. And so uh, do, you, do you find these days that, 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 um, that your own colleagues are able to share honestly, you know, the, mm-hmm. problems, the problems that young people experience these days with the peer pressure and all that stuff? You know, I suppose every situation is different and that must be said as well. Um, people, you know, how there's there's beauty in vulnerability because if it wasn't for the vulnerability of others, as you say, that had a personal influence on yourself, John, you wouldn't have grown um, and been able to empathise with them. Um, I think... As you say, when there are peer pressures and there's, you know, an expectation to be perfect, there's an expectation to perform to a certain standard. Um, And by you, you know, being vulnerable, you're admitting that you're not that. You're admitting that you're not perfect. And by admitting that you're not perfect, you need the help of someone who is. And the only the only being that is that is perfect is, is God. Um, and that journey unfolds itself depending on who you're surrounded by I think you know and it can be in groups of friends Hmm. um when you when you do feel that pressure to perform um so I I think every everyone is is different according to who they have you know and sometimes 
you know, there's nothing like coming home from college and, you know, with all these notions and, you know, you can have new accents, you can have anything and there's nothing like coming home to your family to be put back in your box, you know, because they're the people, the people that know you best. Um, yeah. Because it's it's fine and easy to be, you know, nice and friendly to your friends, but the people that you live with, how do you perform with them? And I think, you know, they, uh, that, the, you know, that the people who know us best can often be who we can be vulnerable with and maybe who we should choose to be vulnerable with as well. And, you know, this is the month of May. And just for the few minutes that we got left, a few minutes that we got left here on, on the program on part two, mm-hmm. um, it's the month of Mary. Have you got any, any thoughts yeah. around Mary and, uh, and the month of May yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it being Pentecost, I was reading over Matthew, the, the Gospel of Matthew, and something just struck me. You know how we associate Pentecost with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is not something that any of us can see. But when we look to Our Lady, we can see how the Holy Spirit was channeled through her. Um, And I suppose that is perhaps how I understand the works of the Holy Spirit um, on a a little bit more simpler basis is, is by looking to Our Lady. And, you know, just when St. Matthew is talking about the birth of Jesus, Our Lady, who had said yes to the Holy Spirit because she had lived a life open to God and who was a vessel of the Holy Spirit, she did not tell St. Joseph, I'm expecting a child. It's not yours, but it's okay. It's, it's, It's God's child. She said nothing to him which at that time meant that she could be stoned to death and her unborn baby killed. She would have no income, no resources, no husband, nothing. And trusting in God alone, she kept silence, stead in adoration with that trust. And because of her silence, did St. Joseph have his own fiat, you know, have his own his own encounter with God when when an angel appeared to him in his dream? But he had that experience solely because Our Lady trusted in God to keep silence because she trusted completely that that the Lord would look after her. And I just think that that is profound. And it goes to show just what a vessel of the Holy Spirit she was, you know, because she was so open. She was so trusting and how the Lord took care of her accordingly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that little line spoke to me. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, that actually, something that I picked up myself there, um, maybe just before you choose our, our second piece of music. Um, this one I picked up because I know early on during the week when texting and so on and so forth, you mentioned that lady and for some reason you mentioned Pentecost and I put the two together and and, and I, I just come across this. It's, it's a prayer by Pope Francis. He said, The Virgin Mary teaches us what it means to live in the Holy Spirit and what it means to welcome the newness of God in our life. 
She conceived Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit. And every Christian, each one of us, is called to welcome the Word of God, to welcome Jesus in ourselves and bring him to everyone. Mary invoked the Spirit with the apostles in the upper room. Every time that we come together in prayer, we are supported by the spiritual presence of the Mother of Jesus to receive the gift of the Spirit and have the ability to bear witness to the risen Jesus. Beautiful prayer I come across today by Pope Beautiful, Francis. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, at this part of the programme, uh, we usually go for a piece of music. Have you got a piece of music you'd like us to play, Annette? I do. This is a song called New Wine. And the words are quite beautiful. It's not about the alcoholic drink. It's more so uh, how the Lord works in our inner lives, how he crushes all the bad grapes and produces something beautiful when we are open to the grace given. <laughs> so this is New Wine sung by, is it Hillsong? Hillsong. Okay, let's hear this. Come back again in part three and Annette's going to stay with us where we'll read and reflect on the word of God. Join us then. Jesus, 
Tirar 